Chapter 15, Part 1 of The Black Box by E. Phillips Oppenheim. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A Bolt from the Blue, Part 1. There was a peculiar, almost a foreboding silence about the camp that morning when Laura returned from her early ride. The only living person to be seen was the Chinaman, sitting on a stool in front of the wagon with a dish of potatoes between his knees. "'Say, where's everyone?' Laura sung out, after she had looked into Lenora's tent and found it empty. The Chinaman continued to peel potatoes. He took no notice of the question. Laura touched her horse with a whip and cantered over to his side. At the last moment the animal swerved a little. The Chinaman, trying to draw back hastily, let the bowl slip between his knees. He gazed at the broken pieces of the dish in dismay. "'Never mind your silly potatoes,' Laura exclaimed. "'Tell me where everyone has gone to, can't you?' The Chinaman looked up at her malevolently. He rose and made a stealthy movement forward. Laura backed her horse. The purpose, which had gleamed for a moment in the man's narrowed eyes, seemed to fade away. All gone, he announced. Cowboy, gone worky. Missy, gone hurry up, find Mr. Quest. Laura hesitated, puzzled. Just then, the professor came cantering in with a bundle of grass in his hand. He glanced down at the Chinaman. Good morning, Miss Laura, he said. You don't seem to be getting on with our friend here, he added in an undertone. If you would permit me to offer you just a word of advice, it really doesn't pay to annoy these Chinese too much. They never forget. I didn't like the way that fellow was looking at you. I was watching him all the way from the rise there. Shaw, she answered. Who cares what a chink thinks? The fellow's an idiot. I'm worried, Professor. Lenora's gone out after Mr. Quest and the inspector. She wasn't fit to ride a horse. I can't make out why she attempted it. The professor unslung some field glasses from his shoulder and gazed steadily southward. It is just possible, he said softly, that she may have received a warning of that. He pointed with his forefinger, and Laura peered forward. Something which seemed to be just a faint cloud hung over the horizon. The professor handed her his glasses. "'Why, it's a fire!' she cried. The professor nodded. "'Just a prairie fire,' he replied. "'Very dangerous, though, these dry seasons. The flames move so quickly that if you happen to be in a certain position, you might easily get cut off.' Laura turned her horse round. "'Come on, professor,' she exclaimed. "'That's what it is. Lenora's going to try and warn the others.' She is a very brave young lady, the professor declared, as he touched his pony with the spurs. All the same, Miss Laura, you take my advice and leave that Chinaman alone. They rode to the very edge of the tract of country, which was temporarily enveloped with smoke and flames. Here they pulled in their horses, and the professor looked thoughtfully through his field glasses. The road straight on is the ordinary way to the depot, he said. But as you can see at the bend there, 
It is becoming almost impassable. The thing is, what did Lenora do? When she got as far as this, she must have seen that further progress was dangerous. Laura gave a little cry and pointed with her riding whip. About twenty yards further on, by the side of the road, was a small white object. She cantered on, swung herself from her horse, and picked it up. Lenora's handkerchief, she cried. The professor waved his arms westward. Here comes Quest and the inspector. They're making a circuit to avoid the fire. The cowboy with them must have shown them the way. We'd better hurry up and find out if they'd seen anything of Miss Lenora. They galloped across the rough country toward the little party, who were now clearly in sight. Lenora isn't with them, Laura declared anxiously. And look, what's that? From the center of one of the burning patches, they saw a riderless horse gallop out, stop for a moment, with its head almost between its forelegs, shake himself furiously, and gallop blindly on again. It's Lenora's horse, Laura cried. She must have been thrown. Come. Laura would have turned her horse, but the professor checked her. Let us wait for Quest, he advised. They are close here. The cowboy, riding a little behind the two others, had unlimbered his lariat, and, while they watched, swung it over his head and secured the runaway. Quest galloped up to where Laura and the professor were waving frantically. "'Say, that's some fire!' Quest exclaimed. "'Did you people come out to see it?' "'No, we came to find Lenora,' Laura answered breathlessly. "'That's her horse.' She started to meet you. She must be somewhere. Lenora? Quest interrupted fiercely. What do you mean? When I got back to the camp, Laura continued rapidly, there wasn't a soul there except the Chinaman. He told me that Lenora had ridden off a few minutes before to find you. We came to look for her. We found her handkerchief on the road there, and that's her horse. Quest did not wait for another word. He jumped a rough bush of scrub on the right-hand side, galloped over the ground, which was already hot with the coming fire, and followed along down the road by which Lenora had passed. When he came to the first bend, he could hear the roar of the flames in the trees. A volume of smoke almost blinded him. His horse became wholly unmanageable. He slipped from the saddle and ran on, staggering from right to left like a drunken man. About forty yards along the road, Lenora was lying in the dust. A volume of smoke rushed over her. The tree under which she had collapsed was already afire. A twig fell from it as Quest staggered up, and her skirt began to smolder. He tore off his coat, wrapped it around her, beat out the fire, which was already blazing at her feet, and snatched her into his arms. She opened her eyes for a moment. "'Where are we?' she whispered. "'The fire?' "'That's all right,' Quest shouted. "'We'll be out of it in a moment. Hold tight to my neck.' He braced himself for a supreme effort and ran along the pathway. His feet were blistered with the heat. There was a great burn on one of his arms. At last, however, he passed out of the danger zone 
and staggered up to where the professor, the inspector, and Laura were waiting. "'Say, that was a close shave,' he faltered, as he laid Lenora upon the ground. "'Another five minutes. Well, we won't talk about it. Let's lift her onto your horse, Laura, and get back to the camp.'" End of Chapter 15, Part 1